on. Luchim Aboyim B'Shem Hashem B'Rach Luchem Eves Hashem Welcome to our weekly Wednesday night cheer. This Shabbos This Pashas B'Chu Kaysai Today The date on our Hebrew calendar of course Yud Dalid Ir known as Pesach Sheni Mietz Hashem on Sunday Abalena Leteva we will be celebrating Yem Hilula Yem Asimcha of the Rajbi of the Rajbi Rabbi Shimon Bayechai so we have what to talk about tonight we discuss which is Chazak of Chumash Vayikra. Pesach Sheni. And of course, like Beime. In Bechukesai Teilechu, Ves Mitzvesai Tishmeru. The Pasha begins, begins if you will keep my chukim, my statutes, and you will do my mitzvahs, you will keep my mitzvahs. If you will go actually the way of my chukim. Rashi al Asar. Says in Bukhukesai Telechu Vas Mitzvesai Tishmirum Yochel, I would think Zakiyam Amitzis is Zakiyam Amitzis. Keshu Aime, when he says Vas Mitzvesai Tishmirum, so my mitzvahs I would keep. Harakim Amitzis Amor. Serevity. Homani Mekayim Vukhis Telechu. In that case, what is he trying to imply? What will he teach us with the words in Bukhukesai Telechu? Rashi answers. Shetiyu amelim batayda. People should be amelim. They should be totally enveloped in learning tayda. Very, very, very strange. Very uncharacteristic of Rashi. Rashi says, I come to explain the simple way of the Pasuk. Why, on the simple basis of the simple Pasuk, does Rashi deduce Bechukaisai to mean Amelim Batera? What is he coming from this world? Where is he taking this from? It could just refer to regular learning data. Why are Malim so totally enveloped? Simply speaking, learning data is one of the 613 commandments. And therefore, Ves Mitzvah includes the mitzvah of Teda. By saying, my mitzvahs you should heed, automatically it's also referring to the mitzvah of the Midah Teda. In that case, it must refer to something else, says Rashi, it says the Mepharshim, says everyone, and therefore Rashi comes and says, 
the simplest way of explaining in which refers to the learning of Teda, it cannot mean simple learning Teda, because it's already referred to in Esmitzvei Therefore, it must refer to the format in which we learn the Teda, format in which we study the Teda, which is Amelim Beteda. But still, we have the question. Omol. The word Omol doesn't take the etzem of Lima Dateda. It doesn't take the essence. It takes the actual. And when you say Mitzvah Saitishmiru, it goes on everything. It circumvents. It's a roundabout statement. We know that it's brought down in Svarim. The Almighty divided his mitzvahs in three ways. There are chukim, there are edus, and there are mishpatim. Edus, chukim, mishpatim. Edus hmm. are mitzvahs that a person relates to as testimony to something that happened. Mishpatim are mitzvahs that a person's natural understanding grasps what it's all about. Chukim go to another level. The mitzvahs categorized as chukim are mitzvahs that the natural mind does not grasp. And sometimes even bewilders. The person. And the nations look at us when we do these mitzvahs. And they say, Ma mitzvah Therefore, it says, it's a, what they say, the nations say, what is this mitzvah and what is the reason behind it? To this, the answer it says, Chukah. It's a gazeta, it's a decree before me. Because it's a decree, says the Almighty, you have no permission to have doubts. This is therefore when the person is learning only because of his capacity to do so and he understands it it's not chuka it doesn't come in a category of chayk it's only because his learning is so involved he has a geschmack he finds sweetness in this The sweetness is higher than just understanding and reasoning. <coughs> Therefore, Chuka, Chukesai, refers to Amelim Batele Dafke. A Chuka also is a Lushan of engraved. Engraving. Mitzvahs have to be engraved within the person. Mitzvahs have to be taken totally, totally through and through that the person not just takes it on a (coughs) superficial basis, but the person takes it so thoroughly 
that they feel it through and through in each and every bone in their bodies. This is the concept of chukim of chukesai. Pashas v'chukesai, similar to Kapitel Kuftes and Tehillim, well, not really similar to the Kuftes, because Kuftes only has one posseg out of the whole pe- Kapitel, the whole chapter, that you can say anything positive about, because it's a very severe chapter that Dovin Melech speaks of. Oh, Mazal Tov. There's a little maidle. We have a maidle joining us from all the way from Santiago. Therefore, the psukim themselves, which have so much in reference so many references to to unholy things we need to sometimes wonder what is this Pasha all about where is this Pasha taking us what is the Pasha of Bichukesai coming along to teach us we know of course there's another Pasha a Pasha similar to this Pash Kisova in Devarim, also with a Teichacha, with what seemingly is curses. We know that this week we spoke before, we mentioned is Lagba Emer. It's coming Sunday, Mirzashem. The holiday of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. The Gemara tells us, for those keeping score at home, in Mayat Cotton. Taftes Amid Beis. The Gemara tells us that Shimon met some other rabbanim, other rabbis. Am I audio a problem? No. I don't know. It looks like. Um, oh. Any better? We still have a problem with audio? Strange. Alright. The Yomara tells us Rabbi Shimon Bayechai met with a few other Rabbanim. Yeah. And he was very impressed with the holiness. Hello. He was so impressed that he sent his son, Elazar, to go get their blessings. You hear me? Atlanta, do you hear us? Atlanta, we're calling you back. Oh, check your speakers. Good idea. Maybe you should call them back. Elazar of Shimon's son went to get the blessings. He returned to his father almost crying. He says, Abba, Tata, not only did they not bless me, they cursed me. They cursed me. Maybe I did something wrong. Maybe I disturbed them. Maybe I came at the wrong time. 
Reb Shimon asked the son of Lazar, they cursed you. What did they say? How did they curse you? And his son answered the following. (coughs) They said, May it be God's will that you plant and do not reap. Then they said, You should bring in merchandise and not sell it. Then they told me, you should invest and bring nothing home. And they got even worse and they said that your house should be destroyed and your guests live in it. And finally, the last thing they said to me, that your table be confused and you do not see a new year. Tell me, Father, says Shimon, do these sound like blessings to you? Ayyib Shimon smiled and he told his son as follows <coughs> Not only are they blessings, they're blessings in the highest order. I will explain to you. The first thing they told you you will plant and not reap. They were referring to your wife will have children and they will not be cut off, Chas v'sholem. Their lives will be long. Bring in merchandise that doesn't sell means your sons will take in wives and they will live together for a long, happy years. And their, lives, their wives will never leave them. Invest and there will be no return. Refers to your daughters marrying and they'll never come back to you for support. Your house will be destroyed. Your house ultimately Adam may offer offer. The man comes from earth and returns to earth. Therefore, the house they're referring to is your grave. <coughs> it will be destroyed, it will not see your presence for a long time. But your guests, your earthly desires they will go into the ground. They will be buried. Your table will be disordered. Halavai by every single Jew such a blessing. Because it will be disordered with children and grandchildren running around and wreaking havoc. And ultimately, when they say that you won't see a new year, it means your wife will live a long life and you'll never have to marry another. So in essence we see that these Chachamim, although it sounded almost like curses, were giving true blessings to their son of Shimon. This gives us a story, therefore, connecting Reb Shimon's day, Lagbaima, with this week's Pasha. But let us go further. Reb Shimon, Haitana Reb Shimon. The Grand Tana (coughs) 
says very clearly. Kidayu Rabbi Shimon Lismech Olav Bishasat Chak. Put your feet on that chair. Reb Shimon is sufficient, the Gemara tells us, for keeping score at home. Brachas, Tess, Amar Aleph. Reb Shimon is sufficient to be relied upon in the difficult situation. What? Difficult situation is the Gemara referring to. The most difficult situation a Jew in today's day and age is in and has and faces is the exile, the gullus in which we find ourselves. And for many years we've been yearning and praying that God take us out of Golis. Reb Shimon Bar Yechai wrote the Holy Zohar. When he wrote the Zohar HaKadosh, he promised that with this Sefer, the Jews will go out of Galut. A prerequisite that the Jews need to go out of Golis, of course, is an improvement spiritually. That their status spiritually is such that they are worthy to be redeemed. But unfortunately, it's a little difficult to up our status so easily. If Shimon said with his merits, he is capable of exempting the entire generation from judgment. Again, the Gemara quoted in Sukkah, for those keeping score at home, 45, side 2, Membez Amid Aleph. Amid Bez. And we discussed this many times. What Reb Shimon was referring to, how he could be Peter, that if it was up to him, the opinion, he would exonerate every Jew from Din. Reb Shimon wasn't throwing words around. He didn't say this presumptuously. He meant it. And we can rely on him. With his merit, especially for revealing the secrets of Torah, He can elevate our spiritual status. That we can overcome the Shas Hatchak. Shas Hatchak referring to the time of Golos when we are so bedechik. We are so oppressed. Mm. And that we be redeemed with the redemption of Mashiach. Rabbi Shimon was extremely, extremely involved. Rabbi Shimon was very powerfully given over to the Jewish nation. The halacha is if Rahman al a couple is married for 10 years and does not bring children to the world, they need to divorce. That's an halacha? What do you wait 10 years for? That's the halacha, 10 years. Oh, why 10 years? That's what it says. And the couple unfortunately was in that predicament married for 10 years no children and they came they decided they knew they had to divorce and remarry to other spouses to hopefully be blessed with the blessing of children the man came with his wife to the Bishimim Bayechai And he asked Rabbi Shimon 
if he would be Masada the get, if he would organize the get. The get, of course, meaning a divorce document. No. If Shimon heard them out, and he heard they were married ten years, and they were looking for other spouses now, because they want to have children, Shimon said it's a very smart decision. Very smart, get divorced and remarry. But I have a little uh, twist I want to put over here. Um, you're not unhappy with each other, are you? They said, no. You love each other, right? They said, yes. What are you looking to do here? You're looking to get divorced. So you can remarry to other people and have children, right? Yeah. So this divorce is not a sad moment. It's a stepping stone for the milestone of your life where you can marry and have a child. I said, yeah. The only way I'll preside over the divorce, over the get, is if we do it with a party. <laughs> Same way you made a wedding, we'll make a divorce party. This is Rabbi Shimon insisted on this couple. Listen, if this is what the Tana said, so they did. A big party was planned. After the party, all right to get. <coughs> they prepared for a whole week, the party. And the friends and the neighbors and everybody was there and they were celebrating. There was food, there was mashke. No. The soon-to-be-divorced wife kept plying her husband, a soon-to-be-divorced husband, with wine. And he was drinking the strong wine. Got to a point he couldn't even lift his cup up. And she said, it's time that you to make a farewell speech. This whole party is about farewell. Get up and make the speech, the farewell speech. He got up and made his speech and passed out. Next morning he wakes up and he's in a strange house. Where am I? His head is blotting from this hangover the light shining on his head he's squinting, he's looking right, doesn't recognize it finally he realizes he's in his father-in-law's house so what am I doing here? so I'll tell you the truth you don't remember probably this is Zeb Shimon's idea he told me to give you a lot of wine and I should ask you to make a goodbye speech. And you got up and you said how much you love me, how much you care for me. And before you finish the speech, out of goodwill you said, I am welcome to anything in the house. You're very heartbroken to have to send me away. I'm welcome to take anything from the house. So, I took. What'd you take? I took you. He said, I didn't mean me, I meant jewelry, I meant silverware, I meant the, the, the money. But I, she says, listen, you said I could do this, and I did it. You're the thing that means the most to me in that house. All right. Now what? Mazatov, now you're mine. Now that you're mine, till now I was yours, the Yaksuba, now you're mine, because I took you home to me. 
So now we're at a new status. Let us go back to Reb Shimon. They came back to Reb Shimon now at the new status. And Reb Shimon said, now this couple I can give a bracha for children. And he blessed them to have children, which they did. This is the Medish Shirim Rabbah. So we see Reb Shimon by Yechai. Was so strongly concerned with the welfare of the Jewish people. That he went to great lengths to see to it, to keep a couple together to keep a husband and wife together so that he could be able to give them blessings. As he mentioned before, is Chazak. As we have a custom... When we reach Chazak, any given Pasha, <coughs> we need to see how we connect the dots. The dots at the end of the Chumash and the dots at the beginning of the Chumash. Chumash Vayikra, as we know, finishes off Bechukaisai finishes the last pasuk. Eila mitzvahs Ashetiva Hashem Esmeisha These are the mitzvahs that God commanded Meisha El Bnei Yisrael Bahar Sinai To the Jews on Har Sinai The beginning of the Chumash begins Vayikra El Moshe. We know that Vayikra is written with a small Aleph. And the reason for the small Aleph is because Moshe was proving his humility, his humbleness. Just like by Bilam, where he was called by the Abish, he was called Vayikar, so too here he wanted to be called Vayikar. And Hashem said, No, you need to be called Vayikra. Vayikra with an Aleph. So Moshe wrote Vayikra with an Aleph, but he made a small Aleph because he was humble. To show his profound humility. Where does he take his humility? Moshe Kibel Torah Misinai, the first Mishnah Pirkeiavos. Moshe received the Torah from Sinai. Now the truth is that we got a problem here with the actual wording, because the wording should say. Meshe kibbal al Sinai. Meshe received the Teira on Sinai. Why does it say mi Sinai? That he received it from Sinai. Very good. So what the intention is, says the Medrash, that Meshe Received Tera, received the lesson from Sinai. Just as Sinai was humble, so too Meshir Abenu learned the midah of humility.
And this is therefore the lesson, this is therefore the message that we get from Nats Khilasan Bisefan Bisefan Bitchilasan. That we learn from the beginning of Khumish Vayikra connecting to the end of Khumish Vayikra where it discusses the humility of Meshira Bainu. It is because of his humbleness that we had the Tata, that we received the Tata, and because of his humbleness, which was the hum- humility of Sinai, therefore we are where we are today. This is the Nath Chilasan B'Seifan, B'Seifan B'Tchilasan, the connection of the beginning and the end of Chumash Vayikra. Today is Pesach Sheni. The idea of Pesach Sheni is Loma Nigora. The idea of Pesach Sheni is Nishtokim Fafalans, the Rebbe It's never a lost case. Now, obviously, we knew that we went to shul today, we knew it was Pesach Sheni, we did not say Takhman. Also, connection, we should have eaten matzah today, for those who still have a day. There are those that have a custom to eat matzah tonight as well. Being that the carbon was brought on the early commission, say. The story of Pesach Sheni. There were Jews to Mayim the Nefesh, and they did not bring the carbon Pesach. They were Tomei, they were impure, because they were carrying the bones of, of Yasef, and therefore they were not allowed to bring the carbon Pesach when it was due to be brought. They came to Meshra Benu complaining, Lomani Gora, why are we any less? Why are we any worse? Why were we deprived of this mitzvah? Moshe did not have what to answer. Moshe turns to the Almighty. And the Almighty God tells him, Tell them that on the 14th day of the Chedesh year, they will celebrate Pesach Sheni. When the Taylor mentions this story, though, the Taylor says this is a derogatory situation for the Jews. Such a beautiful story. Jews felt deprived of a mitzvah and came to complain to Moshe. And the Almighty adds a whole mitzvah and a whole parsha in the Taylor about Pesach Sheni and it's derogatory. It's something negative about the Jews. Where do we do anything right? Do we ever have to catch a break? Such a beautiful thing, such a beautiful act. No, it's not a good thing. I told a famous story today to uh, a group of Sanim that were here. Chatanim. Oh. <laughs> a fellow gets married, and his young wife 
toils and breaks her hands and her feet and stands the whole day cooking. When her husband will come home, he should have a nice beautiful dinner. And he comes home after the tiring day and she serves him in the best dishes, the best china, the best silverware, stemware. He eats his fill. He wipes his nose, his mouth with his napkin. And he said it was lovely, but not like Mama. Oy. The next day she was devastated. She went and worked even harder. And again she serves him again. He finishes his meal and wipes his lips and says, Delicious, but not like Mama. This happens every night. And the poor woman is going mad. She's not angry with him. He's complimenting. He's saying it's delicious. Well, lo and behold, (coughs) she put the supper up to cook. And she got very involved with a text message. She and a few of her friends started texting back and forth. You know how the women are? Once they start to text or to WhatsApp or to or to tweet or to uh, Facebook. Facebook or to etc. 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 She got so involved she forgot the pot was on the fire. And she burnt the food. But it was too late to do anything else now. He was due home any moment. She laid the table beautifully. And she has no choice but to serve him this food. And she puts this burnt food on his plate. And he chomps away at the meal. And he finishes the meal and says, Delicious, just like Mama. Obviously he was used to the burnt food all his life. (coughs) This was what Mama made. So although the wife prepared the food, but she didn't burn it like Mama did. This guy wanted Mama's food. Every day his wife gave him a delicious meal, but what did he want? He asked for Mama's food. Now needless to say, when a person has something they enjoy, has something that's good for them, has something they like, and they don't get it, they ask for it again. And the proof is, the Yidin did not have the mitzvah karm Pesach, because they were deprived, because they were tummy. They said, Lama Nigara. But children, for those of you that are not aware of this, throughout the years, the 40 years in the desert, in the, Mizb- in the Midbar, there was but one karm Pesach. Only as they entered at the cell did they bring another Karim Pesach. Says the Medrash, says the Zaya, says everyone, Where were you, Lama Nigara? Where was it? Where was that cry? Why on the second year when you did not bring the Karim Pesach, did you not cry out, Where's our Karim Pesach? Why did you allow it year after year to be deprived and to not have the mitzvah? You had it in you. And the proof is, you said the first time, Lama Nigara. Why did you not continuously cry out, Lama Nigara? Why did you hold back for the rest of the times? This, therefore, tells us, puts us in a predicament in between the rock and a hard place, as we say, that we didn't, although we did cry out at the right time, those people cried out at the right time, but ultimately, when it was needed, generations, they did not cry out again. I said this many years ago, on Pasha Bechukesai, which is unlike what I usually do, I don't usually go back to the Pasha, since we still have Pirkei Aves and Seita. I find it a very, very fascinating shot. 
and therefore I'm going to repeat it again. The Pasuk says, in Bechukesai, if you're following along, chapter 27, verse 32. Perik Chav Zayin, Pasuk Lamed Beis. Lamed Beis, of course, is heart, the life. Pasuk says, any tithe of the cattle and sheep whatever passes under the rod Lashem the tenth one is holy to God. What they would do was they would hold the rod with a little paint on it and the sheep would pass underneath. And they would count one, two, three, four, five. Number ten, the rod touched him. So he had a mark. So we knew he was the number ten. During the days of the Roman government, Ten sages were brought before the Roman Emperor. And the king said, he asked them, what is the punishment in your terror for kidnapping and selling a person? And they all said death. The Emperor then said, who died? For the kidnapping and sale of Joseph. Reuven was home, Binyamin was home. So there were ten. Who, which ten people died for the sale of Joseph? The Medish tells us. Since the Roman king calculated these ten people, he therefore killed ten sages. Now we spoke about this many times as well. And for the record, the Roman emperor was wrong. There were not ten people. There were only nine. Because Reuven was home, Binyamin was home and Yosef was being sold. So it's only nine. But we're not going to go into that part right now. Each one of these ten people that were brought to be killed by the emperor were descendants from different Shvatim. Each one represented a different one of the tribes. Rabbi Akiva, as you may know, was a descendant from converts. And obviously his ancestors had nothing to do with this. <coughs> the answer is given that Rabbi Akiva was punished because the tenth one that they brought in was Hashem. They said we're only nine and we need ten people. We need a tenth one for the minion. They were mitzaref God. They counted in God as the tenth one. And God did not go and tell Yaakov where Yosef was. And therefore now someone dying. Kvayochel in his stead. Follow please with me the Pasuk now. Again, chapter 27 verse 32. V'chol ma'asar. The word v'chol ma'asar is spelled vov chof lamid mem ayin samach tzinresh. It is an acronym. V'chol is v'yedu kulom lomo meis akiva. 
Everyone should know that it all will be known. Why did Akiva die? Shehoya Roye. He was a shepherd. And the next two words in the Pasuk, Bakar Vitsain. He was a shepherd of cattle and sheep. And the Pasuk continues. Kailashayavar. All those who died went under Tachasashavit. Each one represented one Shavit, one of the tribes. But Rabbi Akiva, he had no relationship to the tribes. Why was he killed? Ha'asiri, the tenth sage Rabbi Akiva, Kodesh Lashem, was a Kodesh in the name of God. Rabbi Akiva is also celebrated on Lag Bahima. Rabbi Akiva had 24,000 students and they were dying because they did not see eye to eye. They could not come peacefully with one another. And therefore they were dying in the masses throughout these days of Svira. On Lag Bahima they stopped dying. We need to understand this story. It's been told and been taken for granted, but it makes no sense. Omar Rabbi Akiva, we know that from the ten psukim, love your fellow Jew as you love yourself. Omar Rabbi Akiva, zeklal godel batera. The entire tera is based on v'yahavta l'reyachav kamoicha. Rabbi Akiva's whole Teachings were based on after Rachamecha. How is it then possible that the students of a sage whose battle cry was did not see eye to eye to such an extent that Rachman they died? The Rebbe explains it was not, God forbid, they did not see eye to eye. Each one had his interpretation of the words of the Rebbe of Rabbi Akiva. And each one stood on his principle, saying the way I am interpreting, that is the correct way. This is where the eye to eye did not work. They were not fighting. They would not have any animosity, God forbid, to one another. But each one said, I need to be the one to show you how the teachings are working. Similarly, we find this concept in what we spoke before of Pashas Bechukhoisai, the end of, of Chumash Vayikra, connected to the beginning of Chumash Vayikra because of humility, humbleness. Had the, had the brethren, had the children of Rabbi Akiva, the students of Rabbi Akiva, had this humility, they would not be standing on their principles and saying, I need you to listen to me, I need you to follow my way, my direction is the right way. But each one would have said, no, 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 we'll do it your way. (laughs) This is a Yiddish joke. I don't know if it will work in English, we'll try it. Two people were sitting in a restaurant. One was very depressed. He says, why are you depressed? Say the Chaim. He says, no, 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 I can't drink. The doctors don't let. He says, I'm paying. Oh, if you're paying, then it's fine. <laughs> he says, come, sit down, say the Chaim. Have a piece of locks. And he takes and he gives him the piece of lock. He cuts his locks in half and he gives him. So the guest says, hey, you're not a gentleman, my friend. He says, why not? He says, you're offering me locks. You divide your piece of locks and you give me the smaller part and you take for yourself the larger part. That's not nice. He says, excuse me? What would you do if it was reverse? He asked the man. He says, reverse? 
If I was giving you the lux, I would give you the larger portion, and I would take for myself the smaller portion. It's okay, so you have the smaller portion. Stop complaining. If the students would have been united in a way that they would have said, okay, my friend, let me listen to what you have to say. Let's go according to what you have to say. I'd ra- And each one would say, no, 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 I'd rather hear what you're saying. Then this would have been the peace and the harmony that they were looking for. If each one would have been the Sinai, Kibotelem is Sinai, and accept the humility of the students of Yakiba would not have gone through this. And similarly we find this week in Pirkeyovis. Mishnah Dalit, Pedic Dalit, Mishnah Dalit, Reb Levitas is Yavne Eimer. Reb Levitas, the man of Yavne, said, Me'ed, Me'ed, Hefei Shefel Leruach, Shetikvas Enesh Rima. Be an exceedingly humble spirit, for the expectations of mortal man is worms. You ain't getting anywhere else. As they say, the last pair of pants have no pockets. They bury a person in pants. <coughs> when it comes to gaiva, the Ramam writes, a person has any kind of gaiva, any kind of haughtiness, is worthy, <coughs> is worthy of being placed in cherem, ostracized. And the Ramam is taking this view in spite of what the Gemara says, of course, as we know, in Saita, Heyam and Aleph, if you keep your score at home, and the Gemara says that a person should keep a Shmini Shibishminis, an eighth of an eighth of measure of holiness. Mm-hmm. The Al explains this small portion of pride that the sages mention is necessary. Because if a person doesn't even have the eighth of the eighth, he wouldn't want to serve God. He would think, who am I? I'm not worth anything, and my efforts are worthless. But it's not necessarily a contradiction to what the al is saying and the Ramam is saying. The al is talking about a person who's in the initial phases of divine service. Where he needs this boost of pride in order to be able to do what he needs to. Hashem the Ramam is already talking about a person that's established and doesn't need this extra boost. The Mishnah on 27 side B, the Mesech Tzaita talks about The waters that check the woman, check the proof for the man as well. The Mishnah continues later on and says, "Rabbi Yechonah ben Zakkai, I want to be sure. Migalaf meinecha, who is the one that reveals your eyes from this, from the offer? Rabbi Yechonah ben Zakkai. She said, 'Amen. He used to say, 'Asad der Achel etayer kikashlishi.' That in the future." The generation would purify. There's no possible generation who told me that he becomes Tommy. But Rebbe Kiva, your Talmud, maybe the Mikra, Minatele brings a possible from the Tere Shu Tommy. And that day, Rebbe Akiva Darshant, the sources that ultimately to prove, although that it was Tommy, but to bring about the purity that is caused. And also he's Badarash at the same time he dashes also about Azyashir Mesha. Then Mesha sings the Shira to teach us how the Jews followed, emulated Mesha. And when Mesha sang Shira, the Jews repeated his Shira. And this is what the lesson that we take from the Gemara Seita, from the Mishnah Pikeyavis. From the Parsha and the Siyam of Chumash Vayikra, in Parsha Bechukesai, and of Lagbaima itself, referring to the Tamidi Rabbi Akiva, Lagbaima itself, referring to Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai, who says, I put myself on the limb, 
to help and save each and every Jew. And that is the lesson, the concept of humility, of humbleness, that a Jew must have in order to prevail and to conquer his Yetzirah, so that we can merit and we can be Zecha, to rely on the merit of Rabbi, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai. And before his holiday, we should all join together in Yerushalayim, Yerakadosh, <coughs> not have to go all the way to Miron to sit and dance, but we should be this Shabbos. And we should be able to be Zecha, Necham, and Avzachim, and Avzachim. And before Pesach Sheni finishes everywhere, because in California it didn't finish yet, and it finishes in Hawaii even later. So before Pesach Sheni becomes totally finished, we should be merit to bring again the Karm Pesach in the Beis Hamikdash Shlishi Shabbat Shalom to all.